insanely fucked up. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Yaga Rambles, and it is what I was about to say, January. <laughs> it's fucking February third, Super Bowl Sunday. You know, with that little pig skin is gonna be tossed around with the those two teams that they built up for this whole season. Uh, Rams versus Patriots. You know, I had to look it up because that's how much I don't care. <laughs> I didn't even know. I, I, th- I thought I knew the Patriots were playing, but I didn't know the other team because I don't watch sports. Yeah. Hey, if you watch sports and that's your thing and you're not murdering people, hey, whatever. <clears throat> I just, I just, you know, I kind of question anything that keeps you looking over here, you know, keeps you entertained while we're doing a bunch of weird shit behind the scenes. So it's the Rams and Patriots today in Super Bowl, I don't know, 700,000 or something, 54 million. <clears throat> I'm the only thing, <clears throat> you know, I used to love and I think you I think people would agree with me on this. I used to love the commercials in the Super Bowl. I think that's what a lot of people would watch TV for was to see what commercials were going to play cuz they used to be a lot of fun. They used to be great. And now <laughs> not so great now it's uh it's border crossing sad things and i i can't wait to see what it's going to be today i'm not going to watch the super bowl because i don't give a fuck but you know i'll wait and see when all the commercials are posted online and which ones people are talking about and then i'll go and watch them then i'll pick them apart because i'm an asshole so <clears throat> i can't wait to see what they're going to tell me I need to think, feel, do, think is right, wrong, and accept. I want to know what they're going to tell me I need to accept today. <clears throat> I can't wait. So, that's going to be fun. That'll be for a future video or live stream or podcast or whatever, you know. But, hey, in the meantime, chicken wings are awesome and dip. <laughs> I love... I did make my spicy sausage dip and did not make it for the Super Bowl. It's because I like it. And if you're going, Matt, what is a spicy sausage dip? Well, let me tell you, folks. It's a very simple recipe, and it only takes about 10 minutes to make. What you do is you get a pound of Bob Evans Zesty Hot Sausage. It's got to be zesty hot, okay? Then you get two bricks of cream cheese, regular cream cheese. If you're trying to watch the fat, which you shouldn't because they put more chemicals in that stuff, you can get the third less fat or fat-free, but um, I digress. It's better to have regular cream cheese, good old Philadelphia cream cheese. And then you get a can of delicious Rotel tomatoes, hot. Or if you're a pussy and you want something not as hot, you can go ahead and get the mild or medium one. But I put the hot in there because it's got the habanero. You uh, fry up the sausage in a pan until it's nice and fine. You know, you can either toss it in a crock pot, keep it hot for uh, a party, or heat up the cream cheese for two minutes in the microwave, throw it in a bowl. Mix everything all together. Put the tomatoes and cream cheese in there first, you know, before you put it in anything. Stir that well because the flavors will blend. And uh, serve with chips and dip whatever the fuck you want in it. Spicy sausage dip. <laughs> it's really simple. It's tasty. Yeah. We were like, oh, that's so, uh, sounds like a lot of calories, man. I don't know if I want to eat that. Like, oh, fucking eat it. I'm just telling you it's really good. It's not like I eat it every day. I just... You know, once in a great while, I had a taste for it. And I've had a taste for it this week. The last time I made it was on Thanksgiving. And I took it over uh, to my girlfriend's family's uh, 
house, her brother's house, and it, it, everybody loved it. And it turns out her brother knew exactly what it was. So how about that? <laughs> it's like, this takes me back. My friend used to make this dip. So anyway, that's enough about dip. <laughs> so I guess, in other words, enjoy the Super Bowl, guys. You know, enjoy it for what it is. Because you know what? I, I talked about this last year. I understand it, it, it's kind of cool because people get together on the Super Bowl, friends, family, some people are watching the game, but it isn't an excuse. You know what? It, it is sad, though. If you, it, you know, it's really sad if you think about it that some of the only times you see your friends and or family is either holidays or the Super Bowl. And if that's the case, that's just... And you, and you know you're having some... Well, I mean, I could speak for myself. I like hanging out in a group sometimes. You know, I don't want to do it every fucking day. But, uh, you know, if you haven't seen people... You know, it's only been like... You haven't seen them in like a year. I think it's time to get together at least and shoot the shit a little, you know? And, uh, you know, it's a good... Super Bowl is a good opportunity to do that. Because I, I, every Super Bowl party I ever went to, I never watched the fucking game. Most of the time I was getting hammered. Uh, and eating shitty food, but, you know, I don't drink now, so I really just, uh, <laughs> if I do go, I'm not invited to a Super Bowl party, because I suck, because I'm not into that anymore, right? So I don't get invited. Eh. But if I was to be invited, and there was something going on, I would show up. It'd be fun. You know, socialize a little bit. I'd probably only spend an hour, a couple hours, and I can't do much more than that. Too much going on. Too many people want to talk to you. And then you gotta bail. So, Yeah. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Like I said, I'm just real curious on the uh, what used to be fun commercials that were just a, like had you know were f- probably fun to make are now just. <sighs> and the halftime show isn't it like Maroon Five playing like ah oh, who the fuck? Oh God, couldn't it be could it be any worse? <laughs> like awful music. Awful commercials. <clears throat> I I don't know what to tell you. I think they're trying to use that because they know a lot of people watch it, and uh, they're just trying to be like, "Hey, since a lot of dumb people watch sports, let's uh, work." If the the people that run the sports tell you it's okay, are you gonna be that way? I mean, you remember that old classic saying, like, "Well, if your friend jumped off a bridge, would you jump too?" Apparently, a lot of people would. <laughs> Apparently, or I don't think, you know what, I don't think people are as dumb as they appear. I just think some people don't know any better and are very unaware of what's going on. And I think a lot more people are waking up to the fact of what's going on. Like, if you watch the news at all and believe anything they say, you're part of the problem. You are there. You're a lemming. And when you're a lemming, dude, good luck. I'm a lemming that broke away from the Matrix. I'm a fox now. <laughs> <clears throat> so there, there's always an agenda to sell you something or make you believe something or accept something as normal or okay. Especially with that whole, uh, oh God, uh, that New York abortion shit. Yeah, I've never really thought about abortion because one, I'm not a woman. So I don't know what it's like to you know, I can't even, I don't know what it's like to conceive life and then have to make a decision whether to keep it or not based on how that life was conceived. I mean, <clears throat> if you really step back, that's a very complicated decision. 
I never used to think that way. People try to put it into two categories, pro-life or pro-choice, right? I don't know. I I think that late-term abortion stuff is pretty much the... They're trying to make it okay, I think, for you to kill babies. And just people in general. Like, eh, you know, if you don't want it, we'll just kill it. I'm like, I don't know, that's pretty fucked up. If you don't think it's fucked up, then you're probably really fucked up. And you're not listening to this. <laughs> You're off doing fucked up things. Whatever that looks like for you. So anyway, <clears throat> enjoy the Super Bowl, guys. I hope you uh, just actually have a good time. I actually wish people the best, you know. I guess it's just that, you know, in life when you do stuff, you know, things that you used to do that you found fun just aren't fun anymore and you have no desire to partake in them. And you just don't care. Like, But that's the thing with me. I, I never liked sports, so it's not something that's n- new for me. It's just like I used to show up because I used to feel like I had to, like I was obligated, and if I didn't go, I was missing out on, uh, you know, and you kind of are missing out because, I mean, it's a, like I said, it's a chance to see friends and family maybe you don't get to see all the time and catch up and hang out and blah, blah, blah. But let's be honest, like 10 years ago when I was in my 20s, it was more or less just a fucking party. Nobody had kids back then, right? So everybody was just like, it's a Super Bowl. Come on over. We got food and alcohol. And that's really all it was. And then now it's like everybody's got kids. So like, "Eh, that's a Super Bowl, but here's my kids. And my kids learning to talk and walk and do shit. Now everybody's got like kindergarten people, like my, my friends, you know. And here I am. Living life. (laughs) Um... Again, have fun today. I'm not going to watch the Super Bowl because I don't care. But if you do, it's like, hey, whatever. Like I said in my live stream yesterday, I did a live stream called Do What You Want. But, meaning, I think people know better. It's like, you know you know what's fucking... You just know when things for you are in excess too much, you know? Like, you could have a drink of alcohol unless you're an alcoholic. You could probably smoke cigarettes unless you're smoking 12 packs a day and that's all you're spending your money on you could probably have casual sex unless you have like eight new partners a day you know what i mean it's like you gotta learn how to find that healthy balance of stuff you know and just realize when things are aren't good good for you you know even 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 non See, people always look at, like, substance abuse as, like, the easiest shit to go to. Like, if you have a drug or alcohol problem, like, ah, the fuck that person. I'm like, but, you know, there's a lot of other things to be addicted to. Um, One, I could just tell you that uh, almost everybody is addicted to their fucking cell phones and picking up that soul sucker all the time. I could see it at a light. I was at a light earlier today going to the store, you know, in the turn lane, and I was back a little ways, and and the arrow turned green. And it was a little bit before the first guy went. And you know what that meant? On his fucking cell phone. I didn't even have to look and know. I just knew. I'm like, that's it? Because as soon as you stop in your car, uh, at the grocery store, fucking out anywhere, everybody just takes that fucking couple seconds to check their goddamn phone. And it pisses me off. Because you know what? It is a problem. Because I have to live in this world, too. And I just see all these fucking zombies out there. And it's annoying. You're all dead. If you don't fucking knock that shit off, man. Because that is a shitty, addictive behavior that will 
cause harm in your life overall in the long run. Maybe not today, but it's happening. I think people are being, people are finally, some people I think are starting to wake up to the fact that it's like, no, you know, it's like Uncle Larry who had the alcohol problem. Yeah, I think you finally need some help, you know. It's like for a while people turn their heads and, you know, turn a blind eye and don't say anything and "Eh, let everybody be themselves. But then eventually that shit catches up to you and it becomes a problem for not just the people doing it, but everybody else around you, man. I'll tell you right now, I also saw, now this is speculation on my part, I'm not 100% sure on this, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was, I'll have to try to find the article, uh, the local article, I was coming home and, um, and I passed, you know, uh, an accident that was just wrapping up, you know, they had a car on the tow, they were towing two cars away, one on a flatbed truck, and the other one with your traditional tow, and yeah, obviously it was a clear T-bone, you know, this guy T-boned a car, and this is a a two-way stop sign intersection in my neighborhood. So that means that somebody blew that stop sign and a person just bam. So either they weren't paying attention and they didn't see that stop sign and I'm guessing cell phones had something to do with it or they just blew the stop sign and didn't see it, but it's a pretty clear stop sign. I don't know how you can't not see that. Ha! Ha! Can't not. I have a tendency to say double negative words, I've noticed. It has been pointed out to me. I say uh, always never and never not. And I've realized it's not the proper way to speak, but it's kind of fun. It makes sense if you take a minute, but it's a little, it kind of fucks with your head a little bit. And now that every time I do it, I told myself yesterday, as my lady pointed out to me, that uh, I'm going to call myself out on that shit. Because see, sometimes even I need to be called on, on out on my stuff that I'm not aware of. And I guess I do that and I just caught myself. So that's me outing myself double negatives because <laughs> you know i hear i am talking about oh i want to get into like words and definitions and shit and i'm not even putting them together right in a sentence <laughs> oh fuck ah, so anywho <clears throat> oh, let's talk about the ted bundy tapes on netflix just got done with that uh, series last night me and the lady were watching it together, and wow, very fascinating. At first, I had no desire to watch that shit. I'm not going to lie. Like, she wanted to watch it. I could care less, but that's my own contempt prior to investigation. What I did was, you know, because you know of Ted Bundy's serial killer killed a bunch of ladies or whatever, but I didn't know an in-depth story of him until I watched this documentary. Wow. What a fascinating fella. And what's even more fascinating is not, you know, what he did and how he acted and came across as a person and what people said about him, but was how people, when he was executed, reacted and rallied to his fucking and this is why human beings as a whole in groups are sick and you need to really work on individualism and pull yourself out of groups as much as possible i mean yeah you got to have a group of people to survive i mean we're all kind of like we got that tribal instinct right you got to find a few people you trust you know keep keep them close and uh all that shit but you know so Ted Bundy, if you're not aware, uh, and if you watch the documentary, man, watch it. It's pretty cool. 
but it's so deep. I mean, you could pick this apart for hours. And a lot of people go, oh, he's just a sicko. Oh, he murdered people. Fuck him. Like, they don't even want to. And, like, you know, when you look at the guy talking, like, the way he was talking was, like, he was so sure. He wasn't, like, scared. And people always like, this. oh, he was so scared. I'm like, how? You know, the balls on some people to think they know what other people are thinking or feeling is beyond me. Like, dude, that is a level of ego. And you don't know that. I'm like, I watched this whole documentary, and it's all this old video clips and tapes of him and, you know, throughout this whole case. And when he's, you know, just his eyes and how he talked, he was a very calm demeanor. According to him, he's a very funny fellow. He was cracking jokes a lot, which I was, ha I guess those comedians were crazy. But he talked about, like, this force or darkness that made him do stuff later on, which wasn't addressed much until, like, later in the series. I'm kind of spoiling it, but fuck it. I want to talk about it because this is interesting. <clears throat> and this is, you know, it's a good way to analyze the human human beings as a species as a whole. Like, you could learn a lot about yourself watching this fucking video. Or watching this documentary, I should say. So, you know, and it goes through this. He, he, he murdered, you know, allegedly 30 women. And some of them, you know, sexualized, uh, necrophilia, um, all this shit. And he's on death row for, you know, a decade. Ten years he spent on death row. And, you know, even, even like, the, the trial stuff where they let him, like, talk and act as a lawyer. Like, you find out a lot of shit about this guy. It's just... But what fascinated me the most was seeing, like, when he was finally... He got the electric chair in Florida, right? You know, spoiler, but, I mean, this happened in 1989, guys, when he died. So, I mean, this is fucking old news. Um, they're just reintroducing it to the world in case you forgot. And uh, apparently, no, a lot of people probably didn't even know. Because, I mean, I, I knew of, but I never knew this detail. But now I know, and uh, I like learning new shit. So, <clears throat> you got him. He spends 10 years. He's He was not an idiot. The man was very smart. Like, I don't know why people think, like, these killers or people that do stuff are just fucking mindless barbarians or just weird or something like that. This guy was intelligent. Um, and he talked about a force or a darkness. You know, I'm convinced, just based on my own life experience and what I've seen and experienced in this world, that I think everybody has a darkness in them that can come out at any time. And it, it all depends on how, what choices you make in your life. Um, do you repress that darkness or do you know it exists and just choose not to be? You know, I like good old Jordan Peterson, you know, he did say a good thing. No, you're a monster, but choose not to be like, that's, you know, that's hard unless some people have control. But then they talked about a little bit of maybe he was bipolar like later on. But, you know, back in the seventies, this whole thing was revolutionary. This whole case, because they didn't have the technology and internet and it was weird and uh, courtrooms were run a certain way, and he escaped twice. That's fucking hilarious. Not once, but twice this guy escaped from prison. Yeah, I do think after watching that, because a lot of his claims were, I'm smarter than all you people, and they're like, well, you're in jail, you know, because that's the arrogance of people. Like, well, right now, here you are, dumb fuck. And, uh, but then he escaped twice. Like, yeah, I know what I'm doing. Like, I don't know. It seemed pretty like, that seemed like the biggest middle finger to me. And I'm not taking sides with Ted Bundy. I'm just saying, like, you got to look at stuff from all angles. It's, 
a lot of people like to dismiss this kind of shit as just being like, well, he was a sick fuck, glad he's dead, and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, do you know how much you can learn from this? Like, we can learn a lot from this fella if we open up our minds and let it be. And then what was really disturbing to me was the fact that you know, it showed clips from, like, you know, outside, like, because it was a big thing with the news media, right? This is, like, the first time, like, you know, this is, like, you know, way before the O.J. Simpson shit, and so it was, like, news was all involved, so back then, everybody was watching this shit, so it was exploited, everybody knew about it, so, you know, it's just, like, I remember, like, O.J. Simpson, for me, was, like, not equivalent to Ted Bundy because O.J. Simpson wasn't a mass murderer, but I mean the way they uh, glorified it in the media and like it was always on back when that happened. You know, it's the same shit. And like so, when the O.J. Simpson trial happened, everybody was tuned in. You know, everybody was tuned in back then. Like, did O.J. do it or did he not do it? And you know, he probably killed the bitch and that guy, but whatever. Of course he did. Of course he did. He got away. Ted Bundy different story but what's really fascinating was at the very end of the documentary where these fucking people well the guys on death row rallied in the hundreds outside of the prison where he was going to be executed and had signs they were getting drunk like hey ted you're dead like glorifying a man being killed now it's easy to say yeah, well, he deserves it because, you know, he murdered these women. And uh, you know, probably rightly so, you know, if you... Yeah, maybe so. But what's sicker, though, is, like, when people rally to that, like, they're doing some good, you know? Like, oh, yeah. Like, they actually took the day to get dressed, get in their fucking cars, travel to this fucking place, make a fucking sign. They had to go to the store make signs, they had to get markers, they had to write it down, they had to stand there, hold it up, like, there was a bunch of signs, like, uh, he's like, there was a sign that said, the toast with the most, because he got the electric chair, so, like, you know, on one hand, it's pretty funny, because it's true, on the other hand, kind of sick, if you think about it, like, especially since this was, like, 10 years after his trial, you know, like, so these people had, Nothing to do with anything, but yet felt like they were a part of something. And I think that's a big problem even today. That people like to rally to something that has nothing to do with them. I mean, the only thing that Ted Bunny had was all the families, his own family and friends that he affected, the people involved in that case. All those people's lives were affected. You know, the people who, the victims and all that shit. But these fucking dumb fucks who rallied around, like, that was, like, the biggest, like, look at how sick you guys are. You're, like, excited that somebody's about to get electrocuted, and you're taking a slight bit of joy in that. Even the fucking prosecuting fucking, um, cop that got Bundy initially and caught him admitted openly that, and he said he was embarrassed to admit that he took satisfaction when he got electrocuted. And he hopes he never feels that way about somebody getting killed again. So, right there, at least that detective guy who did this, I forget his name, watch the fucking thing, it's great. But he had the balls to admit that he kind of liked it. Which means, in my mind, he's got the potential. He doesn't do it, you know, but 
to take satisfaction in seeing another person killed, I mean, that is a level of uh, darkness, folks. You know? Yeah, you can watch a horror movie and it's all fake and everything, but real life? I don't know. So that that's what disturbed me the most. And these people were all, Oh, I made a sign! You fucking idiot. You're a lemming. Those fucking people. And you know what? It still happens today. You see people not even go rally to a cause where they think they're doing some good. And no, you're not. And you have no part in this. It has nothing to do with you. But you like to make it about you, you selfish fucks. Oh, God. You know, as a whole, human beings are complex and really weird. <laughs> I'm done trying to figure this out. I just look at myself, you know. I think anybody has the potential to be like that. But I don't think anybody's that smart either. Like, Ted Bunny was definitely a smart man. He's very intelligent. He wasn't an idiot. But the funny thing is, uh, his mom, you know, this is kind of weird, uh, you know, had him out of wedlock. And I don't. they never said who the father was. And I don't think he ever knew. So... Yeah, you know, go down your little rabbit hole there. <laughs> but he did talk about a force voices in his head. Maybe it was, maybe it was a demon. I don't know, man. That's not true. I'm like, hey, I don't know what the fuck's true. But when a guy on the right side of the law, the detective that uh, you know arrested him, said he took satisfaction. But I can understand that satisfaction too. Like, if somebody killed one of my family members. And I saw the son of a bitch. And I let my darkness rage take over. I would either kill him, probably. Or if he got caught, I would want to see him dead. Until that rage calmed down. If it was in the moment, there's no telling what you can do with that power, man. It's very... You know, just always take something in your life and put yourself in those shoes. You know? The cop, though... I mean, it says more about the cop than it does Bundy. Because it wasn't like the cop's fucking family was killed he just you know he thinks it's horrible when you see these people killed so taking satisfaction in the, in the pleasure of somebody getting electrocuted i think that says a lot about you <laughs> anyway let's end, a, end on a bright note uh, but it's very you know you could really dig deep into the human psyche by um watching this and analyzing it and i think i want to just i want to keep talking about it like it's not it's one of those things last night i was talking with my girlfriend we were talking about it for a little bit it's like let's take this apart like this is awesome and here see that's me at first i wanted nothing to do with that fucking documentary and see i'm the problem folks remember this you're always the problem no matter where you're at you are the problem but if you if you put your own pride aside you can just we can all fucking do shit i know i can so ted bundy was crazy some bitch i like how the damn hillbillies on that fucking documentary was like, i was a monster he's dead i was like oh, you're an idiot i was like he wasn't an idiot all right yeah he did some heinous shit but if you look at human history, folks, um, pretty much everything that you have today is because people decided to murder fucking people and go to war and conquer and kill and rape and do all this stupid shit. And, uh, you know, so you can have your Xbox One. <laughs> so I'm not saying everybody's a serial killer, but like to think like, you know, we got where we're at today because we were all nice to each other. I don't think so. We were worn all our life, and the strongest survived. And now, it's quite the opposite. Now, all the soy boys are up. <laughs> it doesn't matter how many soy boys are. 
there's still some good men out there that can just blow on these guys. Ah, you want to blow on them? That might, you know, confuse them a little bit. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, but yeah, very, it's very telling, very telling that documentary about just people and how, as as a species, we are. You know, I think it's, you know, I think the whole societal thing with the, the constant living in a box rules thing is where we find ourselves with the problem. I mean, it's good overall. Most people, I don't think, have this desire to like want to kill people, but it does come from somewhere. It just doesn't fucking fall out of the sky. And just one day, I like, oh, I think I want to murder people and rape them when they're dead. Like, that doesn't just happen. It comes from all kinds of shit. People are like, well, he's probably abused. Like, you know, that's part of it. It is part of it, but there's more to it. He said something really fascinating on, like, the first episode about, you know, he's like, you know, it's like, like looking at a river and then grabbing a handful of water and wondering how that got there. Where did it come from? You know, it's just always been there. That's, that's kind of, that's a really deep way to look at something. And the way I interpreted that is like that darkness was always there and trying to say it was just one thing or another is just man's way of always trying to explain shit away. That darkness is what I think he was trying to say in a way was just always there, you know, and there's nothing he can do when it took over. But, hey, I don't know. I think it's good, and I think it's worth a conversation with people to really pick it apart. And if you're one of those idiots like, I fuck out, he's just a fucking, he was just a guy. He was a piece of shit. Good thing he's dead. I would have went to his execution. Then you're a lemming. In your capacity for understanding humans and digging deep into your soul is very limited. And good luck to you. I wish you nothing but the best. <laughs> but good luck, you crazy sons of bitches. Um, I got a new funny video up if you haven't checked it out on my YouTube page, The Word of Yaga. It's called Picture Therapy Agenda. I needed some laughter, man, because, you know, I, I realize, you know, I, my whole motto is don't take yourself too seriously. But yet, here I am getting serious. But you know what? I like talking about deep shit like this. I can't sit here and be like, I can't talk about nonsense anymore. Like it just, it really, it actually drains me and makes me tired when people want to talk about something retarded, you know, and that's okay. I'm learning to uh, realize it's a big world and there's a lot of people who share um, my common interests and I'm on the hunt for them. So that's all good. And if not, I'll just keep doing it for myself because I like to, you know? It's like my new hobby thing, going down these rabbit holes, motherfucker. All right. It's been 31 minutes, and you know what that means. I try to keep my podcast about half an hour in case you're all listening. If you're not listening, great. Keep on listening. And if you are listening, help me share what you like. If you think what I say is good or if you just want to listen to be a friend, you know, spread the word, man. Help me out. Share my page on Twitter. Facebook, Instagram, wherever the fuck it is, be like, you know what, this guy makes sense. (laughs) I like what he says. Because I do this for myself, but, you know, we got to help each other really get some truth out there. Because there's a lot of bullshit nonsense, and I'm I'm tired of all of it. 
I've been tired of it for years, and I have no problem saying shit. Because I got nothing to lose, folks. I'm just a, a dude in this world, and I don't care. It's one life. Are you going to live it being controlled, or are you going to take control of your life? I took control of mine. Thank you all for listening. Everybody enjoy the Super Bowl. Don't eat too many chicken wings. And remember, spicy sausage dip. Very quick and easy thing if you ever need to bring it to a party on a whim. Ten minutes, guys. Three ingredients. Looks like I picked the wrong week to quit amphetamines. You'll be great. Later.